Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. And today I have three very special guests with me. We are all part of the organization in Vietnam called Girls Give Back. It's a global organization, which I just talked about with Selma, but this is the chapter in Vietnam. And today we are going to have a girl talk and talk about um, the difference in education systems as, as well as a little bit about our projects and our goals. But first of all, I will let everyone else take the show and give a brief introduction about yourself and some fun facts. We already know each other. We are the member from uh, Girl Give Back. And uh, I am Ivy. I'm now 18 years old and I'm going to go to the university in the next October. And uh, I play the role of um, social media mentor. Yeah, uh, kind of that in uh, Girl Give Back organization and I hope that we all have a good talk today. My name is uh, Hong Ling. You can call me Daisy. I am six, 16 years old now. In Girls Get Back, my role is translating from English to Vietnamese. Yeah. Um, and my name is Allison and I'm the co-leader of Girls Get Back here in Vietnam and I am a junior in high school this year. Okay, cool. Now we are going to be talking about um, our future projects and our plans and kind of about our organization in general and we started this this whole thing like we all got to know each other this summer or um, with Ivy like a few weeks ago like what was your goals and aspirations when we when we first came into Girls Get Back? So um, I think that um, I felt joined in uh, Girls Get Back just um, with a simple thought that is I want to support more girls out there to be more confident and to love herself, yeah. And um, just girls support girls, yeah. That is my point when I first came to Girl Give Back. Uh, and about me, uh, I think uh, I I want to show Girls Give Back because I want to have more friends who are humorous, uh, nice, and have the same uh, passion as me. And also, I uh, I do want to have more people and especially more girls in the community. I think it's very nice when I have them. And for me personally, I think I joined Girls Group Back. A large, a large portion is because um, I think that there's very little clubs at my school that actually focuses on girl empowerment. And I've... I don't think I have seen many organizations that does that as well. So when I first um, got introduced to Girls Get Back by Valentina, I was like, wow, I want to join this. So I did join it. Yeah, like, I think this is the first time I ever saw something in my school and also in Vietnam in general, where it was just girl driven and like geared towards helping girls. And even though at the beginning, I only saw like Valentina post about it and I didn't understand what was happening but that was like the main reason I wanted to join and then when we when she explained more about how we were going to be educating like students I think that made me even more passionate about it because um, I, I just really like to teach and I also think education is really really important I think that um, especially helping since we're helping local kids I think that it's really important to um kind of give them a more international perspective and to give them a chance to also like express themselves. Um, in my hometown or like in my school, I rarely hear the works of feminism or feminists. I think it's um, kind of uncomfortable work to say out loud. Yeah. So when I saw the promotion of Girl Give Back on Instagram, I think, oh my God, I need to join it like well so amazing like I can meet more talented girl with um really with a passion which is spark all the girl on the world and that's so that's make my heart um melt and I want to join it um immediately yeah and uh me also like uh Ivy um goes give back uh is not it's, it's totally different from all the project or the organization that I have uh, participated in. Uh, and also when 
when I saw where so when I saw the uh the post of uh Valentina on Crimson at the website, I like I was really interested in and uh so I emailed Valentina and have a meeting with her and now I can show Google back and meet very uh nice friend. Yeah, so um, I actually was the one to uh, message Ivy. So she reached out to our um, girls yeah. back to yeah, 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 to Boston first, and then um, she actually emailed uh, our email for girls back Vietnam, and um, uh, she and I talked via Instagram, and you know it's the first time I saw and I thought like wow we're actually making a change and we're actually inspiring more young girls to join our organization and also help spread the message about girl empowerment so I think it's like it's really amazing that we can actually bond and not only talk about girl empowerment but also things like self-care and stuff because honestly like this is the first organization that that I've been involved in that are we're like really close and everyone's just like amazing and passionate about these same topics. So yeah, I love Girls Get Back. Yeah, for sure. Like I talked about this with Sama, but it's so cool how at the beginning we were um, just focusing on educating students and we didn't think much of it. And it was more like um, teaching them English and a really academic focus. But I really, really like how we made our projects a lot more personal with talking about mental health, and talking about everyone's passions and not only did we as a club become closer as like friends we also became friends with the students that we were working with and I think that especially like with Lynn and I at the breakout room at the beginning I remember we were both so awkward <laughs> we it was really hard to get the students to talk at first and um, also like I was so scared about the language barrier and about um, not being able to communicate well but then I think that now, like, it's so cool to see everyone gain more confidence and then, like, us becoming closer to the students in general. Yeah, it's, like, it's a really awesome process. Yeah, when I first joined, I really don't know what I'm going to do in this organization. But then um, we joined in the Zello group and then the English Cafe. And um, in each talk, we have a really good topic. And like we share with each other, like we are a family, we are a big family. And like um, in this isolation time like this, I really don't talk to more friends or talk to more people. So then I can hear their story. I feel it's really awesome. And I do want to be a listener to hear their story. Yeah. Um... And about me, uh, when working with Ariel, we are, uh, I am Ariel's partner in the uh, English cafe meeting. Like, um, because of the language barrier, I cannot speak English very well. So sometimes I cannot translate totally uh, 100% uh, from uh, Vietnamese to English. Uh, to her uh, but later I, I feel more confident and I I feel more confident and I like I feel um, comfortable when I talk to her uh, compared than uh, before because before I was so scared uh, actually I was so scared to, to speak with her because uh, I because I'm afraid that she cannot understand me and yeah something like that something like that well, I actually think you're great at English. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but um, so for the English Cafe project, I'm working with Sarah right now. And Sarah is also one of the members in Girls Give Back Vietnam. And she and I actually worked together for a summer extension program at my school. So she and I, we have chemistry, all right? So she's, I feel like she's great at making up questions to keep people engaged. So throughout the discussion, she would ask questions like if there was a crystal ball that actually could, could tell you like about your future and you could only ask it one question, what would you ask it? And many people actually gave a lot of replies that actually reflects how they are as a person or if 
they are a negative thinker or a positive thinker. So I think that that's pretty cool. And we actually learn a lot more things like speaking in front of like large crowds and also uh, maybe uh, not uh, like not letting the language barrier like separate us totally because, you know, you and Lin, so Ariel and Lin, you guys also one person's Chinese, the other is Vietnamese. So there are a lot of complications when translating, but I think we make it work. And one part is because um, the bond between you two, like uh, you two became very close throughout the English Cafe session. So I think that, yeah, this is definitely bringing people together. Yeah, and also like, um, I think over time we learned how to communicate better with the students and also with each other. Like at the beginning, we all had the topics we were assigned to. And I think at the beginning, it was a little bit difficult to automatically talk about culture and talk about, oh, what's like, what's your favorite part about Vietnam? And we learned that talking about starting off with like getting to know each other more and talking about passions and maybe uh, how we're feeling right now in this time of like lockdown. I think those conversations was what bonded us closer as a community. And after that, happened um everyone was a lot more confident to answer other questions that at, at the beginning they weren't so like they were a little bit hesitant to answer and I also definitely think that um throughout the English cafe like we actually has um seen like a shift in the topics we're talking about so originally we separate them into uh, three topics so culture and current events and then self-care but then overall you see that the conversation goes really smoothly because we've bonded with the participants in our sessions from IECD and it's just like sometimes we don't talk specifically about culture like we kind of shifted to kind of like self-care self-confidence so I think that yeah I definitely see development in our projects and it's actually really nice to see the participants in our English cafe sessions improve their English skills because like during their classes like English classes tutor classes online or like outside of school um, they definitely teach you more of like writing skills and that's what I found for myself, actually, like uh, when I study English outside of school, they usually teach you more writing. And I think that um, I really would like to improve my English speaking or also like uh, communication skills. So I think that, yeah, we're definitely helping them develop. But at the same time, we're also developing our skills. Yeah. I always feel like I'm in such a good mood after our sessions. Like, I feel like because um, we're all trying to um, make everyone else feel really positive and have a really, like, positive atmosphere and community. So then that shifts my own, like, mindset in the day. Like, sometimes I'm fighting with my sister and I'm in such a bad mood. And then we're in a session and it's like, hey, guys, today we're going to talk about uh, loving yourself. And then after the session, I'm, like, so happy. And then, and then like, it completely changes my mindset for the day. Um, so. I definitely agree. Like um, there was one session where I was like kind of sad and not in a really good mood, but like talking to them and seeing them smile. And there's actually a lot of people who have DMD on Instagram and have actually told me that they really like our work. And that never fails to put a smile on my face because they're like, you guys are inspiring so so many females in Vietnam and also worldwide that you guys are like. Um, promoting women um, empowerment and you guys are trying to make a change for the world and the community and first we're starting locally but we're also like um, expanding because there are people we know in chapters in um, America who are also very inspired by our work so I definitely do think that even though the change is quite small right now we're definitely still making a change yeah uh... Like about me, I always in good mood when I meet uh when I meet them. Maybe I'm a humorous and funny person. I'm always like have something to smile. I always I always smile. Uh and I always excited when I meeting them. Before before the meeting, I prepare some question or I uh repair some sharing to share with them. Uh and I wanna and later when we get closer uh with the students, I I wanna 
uh, I want to find some topics that is more closer for for us to understand uh the to understand their the feeling to understand their uh their passion the goals something like that um so like when I am I'm very happy when I receive the email of a student from the meeting uh, I feel very happy when I receive the email and I immediately share with you guys because I think you guys may happy too like um about me I think that if I if I not join if I don't join in girls effect I will have not a chance to talk with these people and uh, to know Ariel, Allison, and Daisy. I think this is like a miracle of life. Like you have a chance to talk with stranger and hear their story. And that is so, so beautiful. And um, I see that we make a little change in the local, but I can see the whole future of it. Like we, we don't, we don't um, worry about fail or failure. Like, We just need to give it a shot and give it a chance to try. And that is our success. Yeah, I really think it is like a miracle. I think we don't even have like the intention of saying like, oh, we're, um, this is our goal and this is our, like, this is the outcome that's going to happen. It's more about the work that we do in progress. I think they were also passionate about doing the actual like meetings and talking to people instead of saying like oh this is gonna happen in a matter of time and also I think it's so it's so interesting how um, sometimes I feel a certain way about or like if I feel negative and then um, we come to the meeting and everyone meets together and then we all share like even though we're all in such different geographic locations and we come from different backgrounds like we still have the same feelings and we still experience the same like sadness but also uh the same like um um like urge to become more positive and bring more passion and like um happiness to each other's lives so i think that that's really beautiful to see like we all come together just like one hour every two times a week Yeah, not only that, we also are bonding like outside of our sessions and outside of Girls Good Back. So like uh, the group chat on our, uh, the platform that we use, like it's it's pretty active too. Like I think that we text every single day, even if it's <laughs> outside of Girls Good Back, but not Ariel because not active, I guess. But um, I think it's pretty fun because I joined Girls Good Back thinking it's going to be just like an organization that I'm keeping outside of my personal life. But you guys have become like a part of my personal life as well. And like, I literally asked Ivy and Daisy to help me with my Vietnamese homework every single day. So like, come on, that's like, that's like bonus benefits outside of this organization. So I definitely think, you know, We're bonding inside and also outside. So I, I think you guys have become very important people to me. And um, I think that even though we've only known each other for like uh, the summer until now with Ivy from August, but um, we definitely have become very close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I listen to Javi a lot. Everybody have me a lot, not only with my English. Uh, I often tell Alison to help me with my application forms. And also, I, everyone, uh, especially Valentina and Alice, help me with uh, my future, my relationship, my boyfriends. Uh, so, like, I feel closer and closer with all of the members. And I really love that. Uh, and I also hope that one day I can... Maybe next summer, I can go to Ho Chi Minh City to have a real meeting with you guys. Yeah, I'm really excited when I meet you. Yeah, like um, when I work in, um, not actually work, like when I'm in back, I feel not like there's nothing um, work pressure like that. We like just do what we want and what we like to do. Um, is supporting all the girls and I think this organization is very special because of it. Now I feel like I'm never um, like it never feels like a chore you know like Ivy said it's always we're always excited to join and everyone just 
always is so passionate and happy and we just bounce off each other's mood and energy like you guys inspire me a lot because each of you have a different goal and we're also like kind of different ages like at least in this group and uh, I think that I can learn a lot from you guys so yeah that's Girls Get Back is great okay now that we've discussed a lot about our project and our goals in the project let's talk a little bit about like what drove the project to happen and the um, like the situations that's been going on in our community and around us that gives us that sense of importance and that need to change something. Um, I think in Vietnam here, you experience a lot of people who tell you you cannot do things. And a big inspiration for me is my mom. And I actually take my mom's last name. While here in Vietnam, most people take their dad's last name. And I took my mom's because my mom and my dad discussed this. And my dad was totally fine with it because my mom manages the financials of my family. And she also does a lot of work outside of, you know, the housework. So I think that she, ever since I was little, she taught me woman empowerment and that I can do anything. Because... People are always like, you know, if you don't have a stable job or you don't have um, uh, education to get a job that makes you a lot of money that you want, at least, you can always marry a rich man. But my mom was like, no, you you will become the rich man because you're more powerful than any rich man there is out there because you have the drive and the courage to do so. And you're going against what society tells you from when you were little. So I think definitely that the internalized misogyny is really popular here in Vietnam. But you know, my mom always taught me to go against the rules and always help make a change. Wow, that's so like special. I, I think that's like, that's really, really special, especially in Asian families. And I'm so glad that your mom taught you that because I think that gives you the basic like trust and confidence you have in yourself to make the change yeah I think that for me my family was I think I saw the I grew up just seeing like misogyny everywhere and um just like seeing my mom go through that and she oh she's always told me like you need to you need to be the girl that I was I never was and I want you to advance in the ways that I was never able to so she was always telling me you need to find a man who will let you do whatever you want and you need to like take control in the family and I just think um, that made me grow up like having a very strong sense of self and a sense of freedom and individuality because I wanted to combat the stuff that was going on in my family. I care I pay a lot of attention to gender equality when I like I when I have chance to uh when I have a chance to watch a video um, about the, the role of women in some area, not only in Vietnam, but also in other, on, in other countries that they, the woman, like the, uh, the role, the role of the woman in the city, in the family and in the community is, is not important, but uh, to me, the, the woman, uh, like they, they must have the the equal rights as the men and also other changes too. Um, I I was so lucky that I was born in a happy family when uh my when my mom and my dad have the same role and uh I I don't I, I don't see the any um like inequality in my family I yeah I feel lucky about that yeah about me um yeah like uh, Alice and Ariel my mom inspired me a lot she's the strongest woman that I have ever seen in this world yeah um and uh, I feel so grateful and lucky that I live in um I live in a world that I really don't uh, be treated because be treated um, in a different way a boy because I'm a girl and um, 
people like my friends or all of my uh, all of the people around me they are not treating me in the different way or love me less because I'm a girl and um, I feel so power I feel so love that feeling so I want to share that I want to spread that energy and to make all the girls feel like me feel their equality and um, like um, the feminism or the feminine um, is not uh, words that um, I hear I, I literally not hearing the works of it the works of feminism or feminist um, too many times but I think it is re a real problem a real issue that we need to face and we need to deal in the world because there are many unlucky girls out there need our help to be shy there to be shining to be beautiful at the way they are to be um, decided to wear that they want and to uh, grow up in the way that they want to live their life I'm so glad that everyone has had a like really um, they've had a really lucky experience and no not lucky like it should it, this is how we should be you know like we should be able to feel confident and feel like we have power and grow up feeling equal to men but I'm sure um, just because of the way that society kind of is there's probably been experiences where you have felt less than our male peers so do we want to talk about a little, a little bit about that? I was just about to talk about that topic, actually. So I think when I grew up, I didn't think much of like um, gender inequality. Like um, at, so I go to CIS and at my school, there's not a lot of, you know, boys who actually just like point fingers at you and are like, you can't do this. But as I gradually grew up, there were definitely boys who looked at me and told me that, you know, your dreams aren't possible and you can't compare to maybe like a boy. So, for example, in engineering, they're like, this, you know, this is a this is a job that men do, like not for women. So I think that, you know, that's not right because there are women who are great and there are women who are even more talented than some men in that no compartment and I think that it really depends on the person and not their gender because if a person has a drive to do so and the uh, the mindset the growth mindset to improve their skills they definitely can do anything regardless of their gender race ethnicity religion it doesn't really matter so there were boys who have said not very nice things to me but you know I'm here today and making a change for other females as well. So I do not mind that, but I definitely don't think that other females should go through the same thing because maybe they were raised in a family that have told them that countless times and it's not right whatsoever and it shouldn't be a normalized thing. But here in Vietnam, you can see it a lot. It shouldn't be normalized, but it is normalized here in Vietnam and also in uh, many Asian countries or even in you know, uh, Western countries as well. It's 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 something that you can definitely prevent, but uh, sadly, our society has been raised to think that way. And we definitely have the opportunity to do so now. And our generation has a lot of resources and a lot of platforms where we can spread our words, our opinions, and, you know, our thoughts. Yeah, like, I think it was coming to Vietnam that made me realize a little bit more about how the inequality that I was facing was not right. Because when I, when I was in China, I had really little exposure to feminism. I didn't really know that existed. And it just kind of was like set in my heart that this is normal and it was normalized. So when I came here and I learned a lot more in school and from the people around me. And then when I came back to China in one summer, I went to this soccer camp with where um, a lot of I was trying to find a girls camp but then um, girls didn't play soccer from where I where I lived so the only place there was it was like 50 um, underage boys wait that sounds wrong 50 um, prepubescent boys and we went to a trip we went on a trip and it was so horrible because the entire time 
they are like super uh, traditional. So they were just like, why are you even here? Like, this is not a sport for girls. Like girls like you are so um, like you're trying to you're trying to act like men and like you're and also even with like oh you need to be pale and you need to be timid and you shouldn't be tan and be playing sports and it was just really really corrupted like mindset so when I experienced that it was just kind of a shock like a cultural shock from coming to Vietnam and going back to how it was before where I realized like something needs to be done and it needs to be a global discussion where everyone has the right to feel equal Uh, um, okay Daisy you go and you can say um, okay so uh, I find um, Vietnamese uh, also in the education uh, or the parents have uh, the way of thinking the way of opinion like uh, the boys will like will good uh, will be good at um, uh, some subject like uh, some subject uh, math physics or chemistry rather than a girl um, and uh, before I misunderstood about that I, I, I always keep in my mind that uh, the boy uh, my boyfriend no my friend who a boy <laughs> <laughs> um, so my friends who are boy, they will like be good at uh, those subjects uh, than me, and because all of the teacher, all of the teacher, all of the parents said that to me, and I misunderstood that to um, to I hear that the steam uh some rather than steam uh yeah, and I I find that um. I have to do something to change the opinion, and that's why I organized uh, a club uh, about uh, STEM. Yeah, um, I also think about that, um, like feminism is not only fight for uh, gender equality for women, women, but um, I have saw that my male friends, they are they were unable to express their feeling because that will make them more like a woman or they will be uh, considered to be uh, so weak. Yeah, like that. And I feel that feminism is not about fighting for women only, but we fight for the human right. Like everyone have the right to share their feeling uh, if they're a man or a woman. Yeah, like that. So I think this is really great when we fight for feminism and um, fight for the human right to be uh, speak what they think uh, to be express their feeling to where that they want to be yeah I, I forgot to say uh, to tell that um, in Vietnamese um, public school um, in school they are not teaching us more um, they will not teach us a lot about uh, feminism or feminists are about gender equality, yeah. But I have um, witnessed that in many literature, poem are um, in literature, they, in Vietnamese, there there are plenty of, um, there is plenty of um, poem that is um, praise and uh, they, they are respect and praise the woman, the women, the Vietnamese women who is um, always beautiful and um, they are so, they are like um, hardworking and like chị dậu or thúy kiều. Yeah, so I learned feminism and feminism from them. Yeah, yeah so good. Uh, for me, I feel that um, some people misunderstood uh, gender equality and feminism and they have um, toxic feminism thinking like um they over they they overthink they overthink it and they um they have the wrong thinking the wrong opinion about feminism yeah so lynn talked about like a tiktok video where uh, a girl asked about like why the women always have to do the dishes i think like um you can look at it at many ways like of course it's kind of gender um inequality if you look at it in a way where women are like 
forced to do it and they're forced to do like the chores in the house while men are like supposed to do the work. Um, but if you look at it another way where men do the prep and maybe women do the dishes or like something flip, then yeah, that's like, you know, th there's a lot of different ways where you can uh, phrase it and you can look at it. But of course, so I'm going to put my personal input in it. I cannot cook for my life. I can I, I wash dishes, but I can't cook for my life. So when men tell me uh, you belong in the kitchen, you know, um, they can think what they think. But of course, um, the more we reply to them or maybe like uh, talk to them in a way in which they don't feel educated about that topic of like feminism, um, they definitely do get provoked <laughs> very easily. So I think that um, uh, we can spread the message of like uh, feminism and things such as the pay gap or um, uh, things that like show gender inequality. But I definitely feel like, you know, we have to show respect to uh, both genders, of course. Like uh, there are female struggles and male struggles, but of course the end, role, uh, the end goal of feminism is to have gender equality and not exactly to have women overpower men. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, like. So okay, like my my mom often uh work uh very very much and she often come on late. So, uh, my father have to cook, but some my father have to cook like sometimes. Uh, he cook it. He cook uh dinner. He cook lunch. And my mom, when my mom come home, she just eating. And sometimes, uh, my father also wash the dishes for her. But um, but um, normally uh, my dad uh don't cook because just because he cook uh not good not not as good as my mom so and also my mom like cooking so yeah uh she she want to cook and yeah she cook uh that is, i think that's normal no yeah we share the we share the household chore together yeah yeah i see where you're coming from like when it's done in a way where both genders are they it's out of respect and out of their genuine like interests I think that's totally fine and it's not like oh for gender inequalities to happen like women just don't ever have to do the dishes and men should um, not have to do the work I think it's just coming to a place where they're both equal to express their own rights yeah so I I definitely really agree with you on the point where you said it really comes to the interests. Like there are people who, you know, who are women who enjoy cooking and they're great at it. And it's not like they're traditional, they just really enjoy it. And there are also some men who are stay-at-home dads and they also love cooking and cleaning. And there's nothing wrong with both of them. It's just that um the things we normalize in society are that women do the housework and then men go to work. And that's not exactly the case to all households. So definitely, yes, it really comes down to the interest and not like exactly the thinking of like women must do that and men must do this so uh it definitely comes from like the implementation of like you know um misogyny in our minds from when we were small but like as we gradually grow up you know you can actually see like the corruption of like um of the thinking uh, of like women should do this do that men should do this do that because you know some men uh, are told they can't be vulnerable because that's a female thing to do I don't think that's correct at, at all because there are some of my male friends who have come to me of the same issue and they came like crying because women uh because not women sorry because people have told them they act like a woman and I don't know why they use the the sentence like you act like a woman to people who cry for men who cry because it's it's natural instinct something natural when you're sad or angry or frustrated you know so it's totally normal yeah we should definitely talk about toxic masculinity not just in the terms where men feel like they have to have the power but also it's because now I feel like it's so deep rooted in not just men but also like women and we have a sense of internal misogyny where um, it's just like even the smallest things like sometimes feeling the need to have to put on makeup or feeling the need to appeal to men is something that we've been taught for so long 
and it's going to take a lot of time to kind of shift that mindset but we're really lucky in a sense that we can educate ourselves and we have social media and we have so many like powerful women around us to inspire I saw something that was like really interesting about how all the bad words um okay if we're using them in an academic sense I think that it's fine if I say it but like you know how the words like bitch always has negative connotations and it's like um I saw how I read about how apparently like a long time ago it wasn't it, it didn't have to be that way but then as um generations went on like all these words like more feminine um with more feminine meanings all are supposed to mean something very bad and negative and a good example is how we've changed the word queer which before it meant some meant like bad and now um especially the word queer has really been able to be a word of self-expression instead of and we rarely see it used being used as something that's bad yeah definitely like here in vietnam we have a word to actually um call out men who act you know like um they're kind of like selfish or like they did something wrong that's like cowardly uh we call them dang ba and that translate to woman they oh use like, woman as the word to call other men for being cowards i don't understand this and i'm going to pass it on to ivy to you know further explain it but i think that it's definitely a weird word of choice why they chose like a uh, female to call like a female uh a man who's like um a coward i have no idea why they did that but you know vietnamese vocabulary Yeah, I am totally 100% Vietnamese and I really don't know why why I define men of a uh, man of this side and weakness is the female is đồ đàn bà. Um like when I first um hearing this words, I really don't think much about it, but I start to realize, start to think the problem in it when um they say it out loud. They say it more like no dang bad, no dang bad. Oh my god! And I think it's really, it's really not good work to use it. Like it's hurt women, it hurt women, and it's also hurt the men who who be be treated that way, be say that work too. Yeah. So like um through that work we can saw that this tradition of the Vietnamese um. Point in the woman's is in really all like in thousand year ago, so we can make a change, but it's still really hard. Yeah, I think that even us being aware of these things is really great because, um, yeah, like unintentionally, I feel like most of the time when at least my guy friends say make jokes like these, um, I don't think they have the intention that or the knowledge that what they're saying is adding on to this like culture of kind of um degrading women you know but i think that this awareness even if it's um to erase um something that's just a joke i think that it's really important to make a change so one thing i'm quite curious about is um you guys think like um the education in like uh, Vietnamese public schools are like different from the international schools like do boys treat you differently in there uh, i don't i don't think so i find uh, uh the education is like is not uh impact much on the the gender equality um apart from uh, apart from the opinion of the opinion that Uh, the man is better as some uh, natural subjects than the girls. Yeah, it's just that. And I think the education curriculum is not uh, impact much. Yeah, we study we we study a lot, but yeah, thirty thirty subjects. I feel so mad about it. I think in international schools, I think like 
I don't think we have as much, you know, like um, boys are supposed to be good at this subject, right, Ariel? I don't think I see that at my school, at least, because, you know, there there are a lot of boys in um, my grade that are, like, amazing at arts. Like, people usually are, like, uh, you know, um, art is for girls, English is for girls. But, no, there are so many talented boys in my um, grade that are, like, like, I think I'm great at drawing, but, like, I think they're, like, way better than me. Like, their drawing is so good. And the fact that, you know, um, other people kind of, like, call them, like, a woman for being interested in those subjects or being good or invested in it, it's pretty wrong. And the same goes for, you know, women in STEM because it's greatly, like, uh, frowned upon and they're, like, you know, you probably cried your way into the field to be able to get an A plus on an exam. It's definitely a stereotype that we definitely do need to remove. Yeah, and I don't know about uh, Ivy School, but uh, for my school, I study at uh, a public school, get to school for the uh, high school for guilty student. And we have different class, um, based on the subjects uh, like uh, chemistry class for gifted students. And often there the are some class like uh, chemistry, uh, physics, uh, or math, uh, the boy, the, uh, the boy student uh, always much a lot, um, much more than the girls. Like in class uh, have 20, 20 boys, but on on only have uh five five girls something like that and uh from that uh people start thinking that yeah the more good at chemistry good at physics than the girls and yeah like for some subject like literature um they often think that uh in Vietnam they all, they often think that literature also only for for girls. Uh, I don't know about Ivy. Uh, you can share more about that. But in my school, the the literature the literature class only have one boys and uh thirty four girls. Yeah, yeah. I see that um in my school, uh the gender is quality. Like the boy give compliment to the girl when she is good, she is talent, and uh, she do the great thing. And they also like um, admire her because of that. And I think that is a good sign for us, like good sign for our society in, because we are the leader of tomorrow, yeah. So I think if more men can um, react, can uh, act like that, and can treat women right like that, I think the result is very um, positive and really um, glorious in the future. I'm actually so happy to hear that from both you and Daisy. I, I'm really like, I'm really glad that both systems, both international and local, um, there's been a significant change in how like talent is viewed. I think that now people feel free to um, either like humanities or STEM. I think that especially international schools, like both are really respected, well-respected and either class like obviously sometimes there will be a few comments but I think for the majority everyone feels comfortable doing what they like um I think an inequity that still looms in our school system is probably the internalized misogyny that is still not um has not been able to be overcome oh and it's okay it's okay then you can charge and then come back but um yeah like for now, I think it's just like unintentional things where boys have the natural instinct to, for example, if a girl and a boy, they are in an argument at school or they get into a fight at school. Like if the girl defends herself, she is seen as an intention seeker or like annoying, dramatic. But then when a boy is more outspoken, then they're seen as powerful. And it's just like those things. Like the natural reaction of people is still pretty toxic, like misogynistic. Yeah, actually, uh, since we're on the topic of like, you know, um, 
like uh, fields of work in the future. I actually um, want to know where you guys are also heading towards. So um, let's hear from Ariel first. Oh, so I am extremely into the humanities, if it's not clear, but I'm pretty um, driven towards journalism, I think, journalism or um, or communications. I just really like to hear from different people and be able to implement that into my perspective as well as share it with the rest of the community. Like, that's really important to me. Like, um, I've watched all of your podcasts or at least listen to them and you know they're great like um like some people do podcasts about um uh educating others about uh stem and stuff but i i i quite like yours because you know it's talking about topics that are uh happening like in real life right now and that uh it shows like a different perspective from your perspective or your guest perspectives so definitely journalism is um a great field as well i in the future, I want to be a busy woman, yeah, a powerful woman, and uh, so that I can meet a powerful boy, uh, a, a powerful man, yeah. My dream is just like meet a powerful man who loves me, and I love him too, and uh, just get it. Um, I, because I, I love the uh, studying about business and economy because I think like it. Uh, have a important impact on the development of a country of a society um, and uh, also I have passion uh, on geography so I also care uh, a lot uh, about some career related to uh, geography yeah for me um, I'm like I like many major I like to do anything and I really want to try everything. Yeah, like that. Um, I'm more like to be an, like, um, an entrepreneur to enjoy life. And um, in my imagination, I, I, al- I always imagine that uh, I will be an independent woman who will, uh, can do all the stuff for herself, can travel the world and uh, can do the great work for other people. And I also want to be an influencer to spread their positive energy to um, anybody, uh, to um, everybody. And um, I really want to share and to listen to them. And it's great that I can give them the solution that can change their life. Or like we all been through some hard feeling like depression or um, peer pressure. Yeah, that stuff is hard. So I have overcame it. So I have experience of it. Then I can share and maybe help them to not feel like me, to, to can like healing themselves. Yeah, I really like to do those stuff. Yeah, I think for me, I have the same goals as Lynn. I want to um, become a businesswoman or maybe start my company or work in real estate something like that because so my mother is a real estate agent and my father owns a company and my father has really taught me like uh how men are supposed to be like you know um they're supposed to respect other people and they're like just treat women normally you know like absolutely no misogyny whatsoever so I think that's great growing up so you know if I do find a man it gotta be someone with that kind of mentality I'm so glad that we're all so like driven and so we know what we want and the and our goals for the future, even though if it's not specific, we know that our purpose and that we know our value and we know that we can make a difference. I feel like um some boys, even though it's not they don't say explicitly, I feel like it's kind of like this whole independent woman mindset is viewed so negatively for in the men's world because they, I don't want to be general. I don't want to generalize, but I feel like some boys are very intimidated by that mindset. And I've gotten comments where it was like, "Oh, yeah, this girl's really pretty, but she's too confident, or like she's she's like too independent. Like she acts like she doesn't need anything. And like, why is that seen as a bad thing? And when we girls are sure of ourselves, somehow like it's a turnoff for guys.
Yeah, I definitely agree because I have been in one of those situations before. I had someone tell tell me that um, I was unattractive and mean because um, I was too smart for a female and apparently I was too driven. Um, they said that uh, females are supposed to be dependent on males. But you know how I view it is that if you can't love yourself now that you're an individual, you, you cannot love another person. Like you have to learn how to love yourself first. It's that basis foundation of self-love that makes us want to do these things for the world. Because if you're not even sure of yourself, if you don't feel like you, you matter or that what you say is valuable, then it's really hard to notice the issues that are going around. Because I definitely think when I was in a state where I was really unconfident and I felt like um, I felt like I wasn't good enough, I had no uh, motivation to see what was help going on and or like had any ambition to help the community because I just thought that I wasn't good enough. And that's why I'm so like, I'm, I'm so into um, like confidence and mental health for the majority of my podcast. Like, of course, I also want to talk about social issues, but I want um, everyone, not just girls to have that foundation of self-respect and self-value so that then they can get into the issues. Everybody has their own problem, and we can give the specific solution for each of the problem. So what we can do is um, we try to have other girl, uh, have other person, um, other people to acknowledge their value and their self, so that they can love themselves more and aware of their value, their uh, power, um, and uh, like they can love themselves embrace their difference from other people and uh, they can live their best life because of it. Yeah, uh, and about me, uh, I think that um, I have the same thinking, uh, the same opinion with uh, Ellie that uh, you have to love yourself first uh, before love uh, someone else. So. Uh, yeah, and I always uh, told my mother that, yeah, I need a boyfriend. Uh, I'm just kidding with her. And yeah, I need a boyfriend. Yeah, I need someone who loves me. Uh, and she said to me that, no, you don't need to think about that. Uh, you just uh, need to like, uh, you just love yourself before first and and then you think you are conf uh you are beautiful you are happy uh, you are confident beautiful and you are nice girls and then other boy when will come to you you don't need to 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 come and fight boy yeah they will come to you yeah yeah like you don't need any boy to love you to feel lovable you are only you are love yourself and that's enough yeah yeah, and I think that you have to kind of be in a healthy relationship with yourself so that you can attract a healthy relationship. Because I really believe that like like attracts like, where if you are negative and <laughs> can you hear my sister outside? But like if you have a really toxic mindset with yourself, then it's really likely that you're going to attract someone who's toxic and is going to take advantage of you. So when you are in a good relationship with yourself, that's when you can start attracting the things that you want and the relationship that you've always dreamed of. Okay. How do I start? <laughs> okay, so I think that we covered like the majority of topics we were talking about today. I think we, like, I'm so glad that we all shared our different perspectives on both our club and also like what ignited the whole thing to happen. Yeah, definitely. This podcast was like amazing because I got to talk to you guys on a weekend. So it's kind of like stress relieving from all the homework, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, so sorry for my broad English, but I hope that you guys can feel my energy and um, the thing that I want to share. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I we, uh, I hope that people can understand uh, what I I want to say and I also happy to be here uh, on Ariel's podcast yeah so meaningful
Yeah, I'm so glad to have all of you guys today. I feel like everyone is so inspirational and like there's so many qualities that we're able to learn from each other. And also like both of you guys, your English is so great. Like you don't need to be shy about it. Oh no, no, you make me shy now. <laughs> But yeah, thank you guys for watching. Anyone who made it to the end and I don't know what to say at the end of my podcast, but let me think. This is really hard. And um, stay in tune for an episode next week. But have a good day, everyone. And thank you guys so much for joining me.